Yes. Episode 15 of the Ben Talk Podcast. I am your assistant superintendent, Rodney Lewis. We have the man, the myth, the legend, my bald head counterpart, El Jefe, Jason Todd <laughs> Seafrit. Gets me every time, man. <laughs> We're back. We are. You know what I was thinking as I was prepping for this? Was that we only have 15 episodes and we've been doing this for two years. Are we just running at a snail's <laughs> Are we running at a snail's pace or do we need to pick up the volume? What do you think? Probably both. A little snail, <laughs> a little snailish, a little But I think every episode we've had has been uh, really good information. Yeah. So we're just not trying to churn stuff out just Extra- to turn it out. Yeah, we're doing definitely. it when we have specific things yeah. to talk about. And I know you know what Jalen Rose says. <laughs> Give the people what they want. So hopefully that's so what we're doing. That, at we, 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 and again, we have another awesome episode. We do. we do. A lot of celebration yeah. to be had at Lincoln and also in the school district. So we'll get that to that in just a second. But uh, excited about this episode. Absolutely. So as always, please subscribe to the Ben Talk podcast, Apple podcast, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. You know, before we get into the meat and potatoes of this show, Jason, you know, we are in, it's it's October 22nd when we're recording this. If Papa Chris is efficient, you will listen to this on the 23rd. <laughs> um, give us a synopsis. Where are we? How are we? Well, we're still in school. That is true. Let's start, let's start there. And I, a lot of our administrators and a lot of our staff, we've kind of looked at each other and said, hey, we're still in school. We're still here, mm-hmm. um, which is exciting. And we're seeing that, you know, other counties and other school districts are kind of coming back now into the in-person learning. And so, you know, we're two, two and a half months into this thing. And um, let's be real. It's a it's just a day-to-day challenge. It's a day-to-day operation. Um, our, I, I can't say, and I usually talk about how great our staff is, but... Mm-hmm from the Board of Education, the CO team, and then what our principals are doing, we have one of our principals in the in the building with us today, the leadership that we see at the building level is second to none. Right. And then our staff, what they're doing with kids, again, serving kids in person, virtual. Not too many people are doing it like we're doing it. And uh, I don't say that as to be boastful or prideful. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying we're doing some special things here. But it's challenging. It's very challenging. And uh, so I would say we're still here. We're still in person. We're still serving kids virtually. But when you see COVID numbers rise in the community, state, nation, we're in a pandemic. And it seems like we're, you know, you want to say rise, spike, use all those words. Mm -hmm. It's happening. Um, I still believe we are safe. We are healthy at school. I don't think people are coming to our schools to get sick. Um, But I, this is kind of the, 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 the plug or the statement, the public statement, we need to continue to wear our masks. Mm-hmm. We need to continue to stay six feet distancing, even though obviously in the classroom, we can't guarantee you that, that they're six feet all mm-hmm. the time, but we can in our personal lives. We can as adults and we need to do a better job of that. And I think we are. Sure. And then also washing our hands, just simple things. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I see those simple things being done. And then I see the extraordinary I mean, the planning and the learning and the things that our staff are doing on a regular basis just to meet needs is just incredible. So it's exciting. We're here. It's a lot of work. It's hard. I, I, I want to balance about uh, balance it by being very positive right. um, and, and, and give the praise where, it, where it's due, and that's to our staff and to our principals. 
but I also make sure that I hear the voice and make sure people know the real piece of that is it, it's, a, it's a challenging time. That it is. It's challenging, and, and it's taking everything that we all of us have every day <laughs> to get through the day. And that sounds terrible, but no, it's, you know, just, it's, the it's truth. just where we're at. It's the truth. And I'm very proud of what we're doing. You know, we continue to communicate the best we can, stay yeah. transparent, and uh, we keep working together. We, and, you know, our, I say a lot, of, a lot of things, but you hear me say now is the time and SESD yeah. essential. We're all doing our essential part, and it's working. Yeah, definitely. Some days are a little bit easier than others or a little Some bit harder are, than others. Yeah. So. But all I keep all looking over my shoulder at our, at our guests because I'm excited about a perfect example of great things that are happening yeah. in schools. That's what we've got today. Absolutely. So. Well, thank you for that. I, I do feel that it is, ooh, it is certainly a challenge. Um, it's a heavy, we, the word is heavy. It's a heavy yeah, time. Every day. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. It, it feels that way. Um, but, you know, stay optimistic and just keep moving forward. And, and and talking about six feet distancing, we're six feet distancing yeah, it, in here, just so everybody knows. It, definitely. We're, we're now, making... I, I have a seven-foot-one wingspan, so I got <laughs> wings over here, baby. I got wings, and I'm telling you, we are socially distanced as we are recording this podcast. But we want to stay positive, Yeah. but we want to be real about it. Absolutely. And that's what we're doing. And I just, again, feel very, very blessed to be here and have the staff that we do that we continue to serve kids in two capacities. Yes. Yeah, and that's in-person so. and virtual and it's 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 happening. So. It is happening. Papa Chris, do you have an applause? Give them one. There you love go. it. The people love it. The people. <laughs> Jalen Rose says, "I'm telling you, they love you it." The people. We think we're giving the people what yeah. they want. So, well, they have to listen. Yep. So make sure you listen. All right. <laughs> It is a special treat for us, though, because um, we do have the principal of Lincoln Elementary, Miss Julie Humes. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Definitely. It's, it's special because, um, you know, Lincoln Elementary was awarded the um, gold star as well as the Blue Ribbon um, Award. The Blue Ribbon Award is a national award. And in and, and, it is it's spectacular and and I actually didn't know much about it. Um, I've never been part of a blue ribbon school, um, so I did a little digging for all of our um, SESD family out there. It's really interesting because it started in 1982 under the Reagan administration, and it was to highlight some of the best schools in the U.S. Um, it's two categories for us. We are um, honored to be an exemplary, high performing school. And that is um, schools that have increased their achievement rates and their graduation rates to the top 15% in English mathematics as measured by our state assessment. So that's awesome. But there's another category a school could um, enter in, and that's exemplary achievement gap closing, which means they've made the, the greatest gains in the top 15% of closing subgroup achievement gaps. Um, I didn't know this, but in order to be nominated in in the country, your your chief state officer has to nominate you, which is very interesting. So somebody saw St. Charles County, St. Charles School District and said Lincoln's the one. Um, at least one third of public schools nominated um, must have a state population of at least 40 percent students with disadvantaged backgrounds. Um, all public schools must meet their annual targets on state assessments. Now, here's the here's what I'm excited about. A total of 421 schools in the country was nominated for this award. Seven schools in the state of Missouri, 317 public schools, 50 
um, private schools, 367 schools in this country. That's K through 12. Lincoln Elementary is one of those 367. Papa Chris, cue up that applause. Hit that again. Yes. (laughs) I don't need delay. Stay with me, brother. (laughs) Congratulations. That's quite quite a statement. I mean, you think about that. One out of 367 schools, K through 12. And I told Miss Williams that once you guys start talking, I wouldn't talk a whole lot, but I'm so... I, <laughs> I can't I tell we you, knew better. I'm so excited. <laughs> we know better, Jason. We know better. I mean, just take that Take that for a second. You said mm-hmm. you have not been involved. I have with, never been And involved you've been in how many districts? That's, that, no, I'm just saying. It sounds like a referendum on my well, career. No, no I'm, I'm just saying. You. No, been, it's been about five. You've been in five. I've yeah. been in two. I've been doing this for 25 years, and this is the first yeah. time I've been part of it. Now, yeah. I don't know what that says about us, but <laughs> that's that's what we're talking about, the rare yeah. rarity of that. And yeah. and we hope it's not a rarity in our school district Absolutely. moving forward. Absolutely. I think the key is not only are they getting it done just meeting needs, and Miss Williams will talk about that, but mm-hmm. it's on data. Yeah. And that's where we're at these days is what the data looks like and how our kids are growing and how they're performing. And we can get into that whole conversation sure. too, but that's that's what's really, really neat about this. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But uh, just the, the pride and the sense of just, again, when I'm in there, I'm, I'm, I'm at Lincoln probably at least once, sometimes twice a week. And it's just is amazing to see the things that are taking place there and then to be able to honor them and to see them get an award like this is just amazing. So I'll let you have a little mm. bit more of a conversation yeah, about definitely. it, but we are so proud of Julie and her staff and the Lincoln Lions, the students themselves. And we're talking kids that are not even in Lincoln anymore. Jefferson, Harden. Yeah. I mean, it's just an awesome a lot of pride. thing. So, all right. Congratulations. Thank you. That's awesome. So, a lot of people may have in our community may be very aware of Lincoln, but they may not be very aware of you. So give us a little bit of background about you. Tell us about Julie Williams. Oh, okay. And we uh, can start with you first. Well, I am a product of the St. Charles School District. I went to St. Charles High and then went to University of Iowa for, for college and then got my master's at an administration at Lindenwood. And then I've been in the St. Charles School District for my entire career. Uh, taught PE and health at Coverdell, activities director at St. Charles High. And then I've been at Lincoln. This is my 13th year being Fantastic. the principal at Lincoln. So now you said, where, where, hold on, where did you go to college? University of Iowa. What did you do in college? I studied elementary <laughs> education. And what? And uh, communications. <laughs> did you play a sport? I did. I what also did you played play? uh, volleyball. Play volleyball. Yes. Were you an All-American? Not All-American, no. But uh, did I did okay. Okay, fantastic. I I, I could have swore I saw All-American Julie Williams at high, but maybe maybe I was. I think that was something different. Something different. Okay, but. Fantastic. We did okay. All right. Well, needless to say, congratulations. That is awesome. Thank you. That is awesome. Um, so why public education? You obviously went um, um, to school. You Did you know leaving St. Charles High you would um, study education or well, why did you choose this field? I did go into education as a major right away, uh, but I wasn't sure what it would look like. I thought I would want to be a high school teacher. Yeah and coach and um, both of my parents were teachers. So I enjoyed, they both loved what they did and came home Mm -hmm. happy every day. So that was, that was a bonus and made me interested in that. Love working with people. So I thought I'd be interested in high school more so. 
And then um, just to be very honest, there weren't any high school PE jobs when I graduated. And there was one at Coverdell Elementary. And Dr. Kersey was my principal and gave me an opportunity to be there. And I just absolutely loved it and loved the excitement the elementary kids had and um, just their eagerness with literally everything. We could tell them we're running the mile and they'd be excited. (laughs) So, uh so I enjoyed elementary. Then I did go to the high school because I absolutely love sports. Did that for two years, but realized that I really enjoyed catching kids and people at the beginning um, and, and trying to give them a solid foundation to build upon. Sure. So decided to get back to elementary. Was lucky enough to get the opportunity. So been happy at Lincoln ever since. Great segue. So tell us, you know, Anytime uh, a school receives an award, and Jason, I'm sure when he was a principal, his school received an award. And when I was at Baldwin, my school received an award. Um, now, you know, Lincoln has received many awards. It, uh, the, the first thing we look at, whether it goes up or down, is leadership. So what drew you to, to, to a leadership role? Um, principal, leading people, having vision. What drew you to that? That's a good question. I, I don't know if I ever had interest specifically in leadership or just working with people. And when you're in the classroom, you get the opportunity to work with your class and with people that way. My interest was PE, and so I did that. But And I think that's what my interest, why I was interested in coaching as well, because that played a very big impact in my life. Sports gave me a lot of opportunities. Mm -hmm. But then as I got involved in sports, which I enjoyed and and that was great, they don't have the same impact on everybody's life and create the same opportunities that they did for me. And I, I realized that as I was doing that. And I felt like I could be doing something different, something more. And so that's what drew me back to elementary and to want to work on things like academics and academic skills that do create opportunities to uh, create more choices for people if you have that solid foundation. So, you know, it, it's so interesting you speak about being an elementary PE teacher and sort of in, in feeling like, you know, sports worked out for me, but... I know that it. there are some people that kids that look at sports and they say, you know, I'm not doing that or I don't want to do that. I felt the same way I as a um, I, so I played college basketball and when I got back and and I don't know about you, but there's still the game of basketball that still plays in the back of my head. So I don't know if you look at like I look at life as sometimes as quarters or as or we're down by three. Like it, it's just the way that my even in this role is I still think I'm somehow on the court somewhere. So but I realized very quickly that our, our students at the elementary, you a lot of them don't like that level of physical activity, not just the sports, but just physical activity. And so how to make that enjoyable for them. So that's very interesting because we share that same belief because as a PE teacher, I mean, I was going through the roof for kids. I mean, I mean, anything to, to make it fun to to be physically active. Um, but now you're in this role. You're at Lincoln. You've been there how many years? This is my 13th. This is OK, so you've been there 13 years. Describe Lincoln Elementary. Oh, it's, it's the best. It's a great place uh, with, honestly, like anything, the, the people is, is the most important part. 
And it is just a phenomenal place where everybody works together in the same direction to help the kids and their families. We have, I mean, obviously I think I'm extremely biased, but our, our staff is positive, dedicated, caring, talented, um, focused, have some of the highest expectations you could, you could dream of, but then also are willing to do all the work necessary to support each other, ourselves, to reach those expectations, and especially the kids. So great, great group of people, great families. Our families are, are so supportive of our school and of all of us as professionals in helping their kids. So it's just really a great place to go every day. That's fantastic. You know, you've been there 13 years, so obviously, I, and I wasn't here 13 years ago, but we would all like to think that where the school is now is not where you entered, entered it. So describe Lincoln when you first got there as the principal, and what, how did you collaborate with the Lincoln community and staff to get it to the point where we're gonna where we're celebrating the gold star and the blue ribbon. So Lincoln has a very rich history of excellence. There was, they they did receive a gold star years ago, um, from from the state, and they they were I would say the standard for a very long time. And then there was lots of different transitions, and there was a dip. And so our first year there, we were all working very hard. And then we got our MAP scores back, and we were the lowest in the district. At, there were six schools back, or yes, six elementary schools then, and, and we were dead last and, uh, and really, really disappointed. We were one of the lowest in the county and last in our district, and, and that was tough to swallow because we were, we were working. And what we did is we just looked at it together as a team. And I think that's, looking back, that is probably one of the best things that we ever could do was look at it together as a team and not try and act like it wasn't there. We, we had a meeting and we, we said, this is not okay. This is not who we are. This is not what we're going to do. We're not going to work this hard to have these types of results because what we're doing isn't working. So what do we need to do to change? And, and then from that point on, together, it was just been a steady, steady growth. So I think, and then now we've been consistent sure. at, at our level for, for quite sometimes, several years. So, so we, we've been through it together too. Mm-hmm. We're not, we're not the Patriots. We, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> <laughs> the old Patriots, I should say. <laughs> so you have this conversation Obviously, when it comes to student achievement, we can't necessarily equate student achievement to one specific thing. But if you had to sum it up into two or three actionable, actionable pieces that Lincoln made or or that you've done, what do you think those would what do you think those are? So our staff developed uh, our big three, which is our school wide expectations. And I really think everything we do goes back to those things. Mm -hmm safe, be safe, be respectful, and be a learner. And and even with that question you just asked, I would say that's what sets us apart. We care first and foremost about our kids' safety and our staff, and that's emotional safety as well as physical safety. And so if you feel good, you will do good. 
And so that is the foundation of everything, relationships, safety, knowing that the people around you care about you, want you to do well. You're going to feel safe making mistakes. They make me feel that way every day. And mm-hmm. that I realize what a blessing that is as a leader to get to go to a place where, where I know they have my back also. So I think that's number one, safety. And that's emotional safety as much as physical. And then respectful, all treating each other with respect and dignity and equity. And every single one of us has the same um, amount to give mm-hmm. as far. And, and it is of equal importance of how our day goes. And and so respect and the way we treat each other, our actions speak a lot louder than our words. So respect. And then um, learning. That's why we're there. So yeah. we can feel good and be respectful all day long, but if we're not learning, that's not, that's not what a school does. So, so being safe, being respectful, and then those super high expectations and making sure we're getting the learning accomplished, no matter what, no matter what background we come from or, or where we start. We always, we do a lot with assessment capable learners. And so we look at where we're starting and then we try and grow from there. So, excuse me. So as as part as collaboration, I mean, this is you you think about it. And and for our SESD family, that's that you're not a public educator or um, you are a representative of our community. I mean, it comes to students and data and and assessments. And how, how did you navigate all of that to get to the core of where your struggles are, how to support a struggling student and then move them forward? So I think the biggest responsibility anybody can give you is trusting their child with you. So so we have to keep that mindset every day, especially like this year. A lot of our kindergarten families have not really even been in our building. So, so they're trusting their children with us. So we have to treat them the same way we would treat anyone that or the way we would want anyone to care for some one of sure. our loved ones. So. I think always doing that and always knowing they are a human being and they are someone's child is number one. Mm -hmm. And then um, pushing them, helping them grow, having high expectations for them and teaching them how to struggle, how to get productive struggle and how to grow. And growing isn't comfortable always, usually growing isn't always easy. So knowing that level of support's going to be there. I also think the kids, the teachers, all of us can look around and know that we are all treated in a, in a very um, equitable way. So when we're struggling, we know that support's going to be there for us. But when we see one of our friends or teammates or, or classmates struggling, we know it's going to be there for them also. So I think, you know, the families, I hope, feel that from us and just constant communication on why we're doing what we're doing. But data is definitely a very big thing, but we never want to start looking at data instead of kids. Sure. Because if you look at data too much, you can miss that foundation mm-hmm. of why they may be struggling if something else is going on in their life. So it's, a, it's definitely a balance, but I think our teachers do a phenomenal job of caring for the kids first 
But part of care is helping them be their best, not giving them shortcuts, not taking it easy on them. Absolutely. You made an interesting point about data that if we do, I agree, if we look at it too long, you almost lose the face of the child and they become percentages, point values, et cetera. So being able to balance where their student is and looking at the student as a human first and then saying, okay, this is what this feedback is giving us to help support them. But you also have to look at it. And when we were last, we had to say, we're last. We don't say, oh, we've got, we've got kids who are coming from struggling backgrounds Mm -hmm. or this or that. You've got to look at data with the idea that you want to grow. What can I take from this to move us forward? Because if you look at it to create excuses, every single person can do that with any piece of data. Mm -hmm. And if you look at it to compliment yourself, every single person can do that with every data can be interpreted however you want. So you have to, I think that's something you have to know what you're doing and why you're doing it and have that strong sense of purpose. It is certainly a balancing act. You know, you're, you're on a tightrope. It's a balancing act. When we were, when, uh, when I was a principal in another district, um, the superintendent would say, I don't, I'm not quite sure where I know where he was going, but he, he would say that our test scores are good because of our zip codes, you know, and they were good. Um, but I think what he was attempting to do is to say, Hey, like, don't get lazy with looking at data. Don't get lazy with our practices. You know, our students are coming in with a wealth of background, uh, but we still need to educate them to move them further. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the things we take great pride in. Our data is comparable to people who are coming from very different backgrounds than than our students are, which which is even more fun. Yeah, our kids are are creating opportunities, and our staff is helping our kids um, have a foundation that they can they can do a lot of different things with. And it's it's measured by a test that we have zero control over. Yeah, which is. It's, it's not internal data, which is, is fun also. Sure. What are you most proud of with Lincoln? I think I'm proud, most proud of our people and the relationships that all of our people have. Mm-hmm. Because I think that is the foundation of, of our whole school and the feeling that I hope everybody has when they enter our building. Sure. Meaning the kids, the staff, myself, that's, that's probably the... Thing that I'm most proud of. Yeah, it, it, it's it's interesting. Y- you love Lincoln. I do. I can tell it on your face. Like I can look in your eyes. Like you love that school. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's a good you, place. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You do. Easy I, to love. Yeah. 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 Well, good for you, El Jefe. What do you think? I tried to be quiet. Well, because I, you I know just, what? I want, I, I want. I wanted to hear Julie yeah. and. Just like when she's talking about her background, like she just doesn't even give it justice of yeah. the things that she's done, all, not only as a student here and a student athlete, but also as a college athlete and then coming back here in different roles. So I just I just wanted to listen. But, Very modest. Um, everything she said is exactly what is happening. Yeah. And when, and I hate to say she this whole she's time. She's right sorry. there. I know. But <laughs> as Julie says, she's proud of the sense, the feeling. I, I feel it every time I walk in the building. I mean, and I, I, I said this to the Board of Education the other night when we honored them at the board. There is an intentional process there. Yeah. And the right work is happening. And, and, and I heard key words, right? From the, from the very beginning that she was talking, she said, I, 
I knew that elementary was a great place for me because I had an opportunity. The key word there to me was catch. She said, catch. I can, we can catch kids at an early age. Yeah. They, they do. And you watch it. You can physically and visually, visually see it. They actually catch kids right where they're at. And they say, okay, we want them to be here. Yeah. And you actually watch, like you watch it. I've watched kids in two or three, like I'll go into a classroom, maybe one class, and then I'll maybe the next week I'll go to another class, but I'll come back to that class in two weeks. And I kid you not, you can literally see the growth, if it's behaviorally or academically, mm -hmm. and they show you. These, and it's not a showy and a, hey, it's just, it's intentional of this is our outcomes. This is where we're headed. This is our vision. Here's our point. It's, I'm telling you, it's amazing to watch. And I think that's what sets them apart is that intentional process of saying, we have them here, we're going, and the balance of meeting needs and taking care of the person first, the data, I believe the data comes along for the ride. And that's a perfect example of it. Yeah. And you can't, you can't have it all, you can do it all. And we're seeing that because they've taken, and Julie and I've had conversations and I've seen it, and before I got here with Big Rocks and all those things, they were already doing a lot of things that I brought. Oh, I've just tried to kind of try to hone in on it. She was already doing it. She was already taking the, the PD and the actual process that is great for kids and right for kids and right for staff, that intentional process, and they do it to a T for every single child. And it's just awesome. I just keep, keep talking on and on and on. But if you if you want to see it, and I mean this, if you want to see it, or if you, now we really can't have visitors in the building. No, we're not allowing visitors. <laughs> but at some point when this pandemic so comes up, that front if, box. You, if you want to come see um, truly amazing work happen, yeah. you come to Lincoln Elementary. So well, I don't know if that's what you're going to ask me, but I just had to jump in and say that. Well, I'm, and, I do thoughts. And I think, I think hearing you say that, and just our teacher leadership, our instructional coach, and our veteran teachers, and our new teachers, and everyone is all working in the exact same direction. And I think that, and supporting each other, and I think that is, that's just what makes it fun, yeah. is we're, when you ask about leadership, I really feel like I'm just lucky to be there because they are, we have veteran teachers that are are leading the way and setting the example and helping bring new people in mm -hmm. in, a, in a culture that is continuing. So we're very, very lucky to, it's not luck, I think, it's work and yeah. they are working in the same direction. So I think that's good. And you're doing the right, the, it's the right work though, because we, we, a lot of, a lot of us, you, there's a lot of people who can work really hard, but you got to do the right work and you're, she's, you're not comfortable with this, but it, from my standpoint and where I sit now as a superintendent, I've always known this because I sat in that chair as well, but the building level leadership is so key to it any is. growth or anything that happens good in the building, and it starts with you, Julie. Well, thank you. And I know you're uncomfortable with that, but I have to say that. Now, do I think your staff, I mean, your instructional coach, your counselor, I mean, you have you have some exceptional people, but we have to have leadership, and it starts with you, so thank you. Thank you. Congratulations. It's, it's just awesome. I mean, yeah. I just, it's it, it's a thrill, a thrill to see them get that award, and we're trying to make sure that then, even with this pandemic going on, we're trying to find ways to celebrate with the kids outside of recess and do different things, and we just want to be a part of it. And we're, and it's not just about Lincoln, too. They represent the best of what we do, and so it's it's great for the whole school district. So I agree. Congratulations, so Kudos Julie. to Lincoln. Thank you very much. And congratulations to Lincoln Elementary. Fantastic. It's awesome.
Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Papa Chris, I'm going to put you on the timer, brother. One minute? Absolutely, and I'm not giving him any more. Chris, you got one minute. But I but you know the last time we sh- when we recorded episode 14 like it was obviously we were still in the middle of a pandemic and it was extremely enlightening. And so I, I never know what to expect. You could talk about chicken or you could talk about being grateful. Who knows what you're going to bring to the table. But Chris, I give the people something. You got a minute. All right. So as you might have heard, there's a presidential election coming up. So I would never tell anybody who to vote for. One, because that would be uh, disrespectful. And two, we're a government-funded podcast. So I, by law, cannot do that. But I will encourage everybody to get out and vote, Mm. no matter who you are. That's fair. Okay. Get out and vote. It's important. And uh, I know the presidential elections seem to get the most uh, turnout. Mm-hmm. But they're actually some of the least consequential from your day-to-day lives. So while I want you to go out and vote the presidential election, go out and vote every election, especially ones that your most local elections, because your local elections, those are the, the authorities who uh, have the most impact on your day-to-day life. So those are the ones that people should probably take more serious than the, the election that takes place every four years. How about that? I think I have some time left. So you do, you I, do. I, I, in, in the honor of the Big Ten coming back this weekend, yes, sir. I want to wish, <laughs> yes, sir, the Iowa Hawkeyes uh-huh. a, a a good game against <laughs> Jeff Brom's fighting Purdue Boilermakers. Miss, Miss uh, Julie Williams over there loves her there Hawkeyes. So there you go. So go Hawkeyes and Miz. There you go. How about that? Hey. Wow. I mean, he brought it. Yes, he did. Full circle with Iowa Hawkeyes and the whole thing. The guy's a magician up there for one minute. Let me tell you one thing. (laughs) I was about to say, hmm, Chris, policy KI. Policy KI. But, (laughs) but, but, yes, I loved it. That was was fantastic. That was great. I thought thought 14 was good. No, 15 was great. 15 was good. He brought it. He brought it. That was good. I think he just made that up, too, because he didn't have anything at the beginning of the show. He's been working on it. Yeah, good for you, man. Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate it. You got any celebrations, any highlights? Well, obviously Lincoln. We're yeah. thrilled about uh, the Blue Ribbon Morton. But the celebration is that we are in school. Yeah, we're and still we here. Have, we have staff and students, and we, we believe that that connection and being together live. Now, we have virtual learning going on, too, but that live learning is so important, and we've got that going on, so we still want to celebrate that. And then we've had... You know, talk about sports and activities. I mean, our band mm-hmm. concerts and we have plays. We have all that is happening. It's yeah. amazing to see. And you know, our kids are active. It's just so awesome to see our kids. You know, when we had a shutdown in the spring and we lost a whole season yeah. of activities. And now to see our kids back, our football teams have had great seasons. Um, they've they've competed even through quarantining and everything else at different times. Um, it's, uh, it's soccer and cross country and um, you name softball I and mean, we've yeah. just had volleyball has been great this year. Um, and I, I, I love getting out and seeing our kids compete. So I've been no, pretty much every, not every sure. game, but all of our sports just to see what's going on. I want to support it. So yeah. it's awesome to see our kids back. That's great. You're, you know what? I think you're right. The biggest celebration is that it's October 22nd and we're still in school. So you, you can't get better than that. I think that's it. It is. We got, and just so people yeah. know, parent-teacher conferences are yes. coming up. So we're parent-teacher excited conferences about that. next week. Yes, and we're doing those mm-hmm. in virtual. But yes. we have a huge PD day coming up for mm-hmm. our staff October thirtieth. Yes, and, mm-hmm. and uh, we're excited about some things that are happening at that day. And uh, yeah. it's exciting to do what we do every day. Yeah, and again, yeah. a perfect example of the very best today with Lincoln. So fantastic. Thanks for listening.
Um, how? <laughs> if you couldn't hear him, Papa Chris said, don't forget Halloween. This is officially because we probably won't record yeah. another podcast yeah. until November. So this would be our yeah. Halloween podcast. Give me some more. I love it. There you it. go. A little th- mysterious, but certainly yeah. PG for... You can keep going. Yeah. I mean, you can do Halloween. Just got to be six feet distance. Yeah. And yeah, definitely. Wash your candy. Wear a mask. Wear a mask. Wear a mask. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> One more time, Chris. He's on fire today. I'm, I'm tense. This guy's fired up. Well, thank you so much on behalf of Julie Williams. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. I am Rodney Lewis, your assistant superintendent. We do have El Jefe, Jason Todd Seifert, our superintendent leader, running the show. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Chris Cutie Music, sir. Have a wonderful day. Enjoy your weekend. See ya. See ya. See ya. See ya.